Welcome back to the channel. My name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that doesn't get discussed often, um, definitely not on my channel. And as I peruse the internet with Tooks and Jordana, we didn't see a lot of recent videos about this subject matter. So today, we're going to bring you a complete guide of understanding homeowners insurance, right? As you guys know, I've been in the mortgage business for almost 20 years. And one of the things that people never really question or ask about or even go into deep details is the homeowner's insurance policy. They have no clue what it's about, uh, how does it work, and everything else in between. So I said, you know what? Let me bring on my guy who's a guru, industry veteran. He actually wrote a book, too, The Property Insurance Bible by my brother, Kevin Spann. Kev, what's good, my brother? How are you today? What's good? What's good? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be in the building. Look, man, I'm. thank you for coming. Of course. Everybody, make sure y'all go pick up this book because this property insurance Bible is going to save you a lot of money. It's going to teach you how to get better homeowners insurance before you lose everything. All right? So make sure y'all go pick up this. And we'll probably put the link in the description so you can get it as well. So, Kev, talk to the people. For those of you who may not know who you are, introduce yourself. Uh, I am Kevin Spann, IG, Kevin Spann, the insurance guru. In real simple language, I'm Kevin Spann. I'm just a guy that's been in the room with you for a long time. Yes, sir. So We've been out here for education absolutely. and awareness for a minute. So I'm just honored to be on the show with you and share some rants and gems. Yeah, yeah. Kevin has been around forever, man. I know I know Kevin. Anytime I got some insurance things going on, I give Kevin a call. He's helped me personally. Um, great guy. His team is great. And he owns his own insurance um, franchise through Allstate, right? Let's talk about that first before we really get into this because that's an interesting conversation too. Yeah, that's an interesting conversation that I definitely want to invite more people into this conversation. So uh, I'm with Allstate Insurance for 35 years. I've owned and operated my own Allstate agencies for the past 15 years since 2007. Um, I'm an eight-figure agency. I own um, a couple of comments. In, in insurance agencies, nice. I bought four of them, plan to buy more. But more importantly, it's no longer about me. Part of this insurance conversation, I hope some of your listeners from around the country will ask about insurance because I'm at a point right now where I want to introduce people to this career opportunity because nobody knows about it. I'm like one of one out here by myself, and that's not a good place. You know, I want to invite yeah. everybody to the party to learn as much as possible, to help as much as possible, because wherever you are, you need it, and I can't assure everybody. Dope. I love that. I love that. So I want to circle back to that later on in the conversation, but I want to get into the real main focus, the meat and potatoes of this conversation. Let's first start with homeowners insurance 101, right? Let's talk about insurance policy. What should we be looking for when we're looking to purchase homeowners insurance? Because most people just say, hey, I'm going to just go with the company that insures my car. Right. Right. And sometimes that's not always the best thing. No. So what should we be looking for in a homeowner's insurance policy for someone who's buying a primary residence? So let's go back and then go forward. Uh, people work so hard to achieve the American dream of home ownership. And you work hard and you buy as much house as you could possibly afford with all the wisdom, knowledge and understanding that you share. Um, so when you buy a home insurance policy, the most important thing you're looking for is the replacement cost on your dwelling so that, God forbid, if something happens to your house, it gets burned to the ground, it gets destroyed by another covered insurance peril that it can be destroyed. 
not only the primary structure of the house that's referred to as the dwelling, but also the other structures of the house. If you have a shed, a deck, a playground for the kids, a basketball court, uh, the pool, anything that's not attached to the house is called other structures. You want to make sure you have adequate personal property protection. That's everything inside of the house. And that's pretty much set on the formula. That's usually about 70% or 50% of the dwelling. You want to make sure it's at full replacement cost. You know, people over time accumulate a lot of furniture, a lot of clothes, a lot of whatever they into to collect. Um, nobody ever remembers having the extra money, but when you've been in the house for a minute, it's like stuff everywhere. And God forbid if something happens, um, I've been through enough claims to understand that people want all of it back straight, no chase and no hesitation, no reservation whatsoever. So I said um, replacement costs in the dwelling, the other structures, your personal property protection, everything that's inside the house. You want medical payments coverage. We're filming this a couple of days before Thanksgiving. God forbid if you have company and you serve something and it doesn't sit very well. Um, a lot of people, a lot of our people don't have health insurance. There's medical payments that will pay that initial ambulance bill. And then very, very important is the amount of liability insurance. And that's a place that a lot of people make a mistake. Um, going the cheap insurance route, which is two words I really hate. Mm. You have to have enough liability insurance to protect the value of that asset. And another conversation maybe on another day is to have enough insurance to protect all your assets. Because once you go from being a homeowner, you're no longer the hunter that's trying to get there, trying to get to that neighborhood you want to live in. You become the hunted and even your own family and friends will sue you if anything happens because they think you've made it. Huh. You become the hunted. You become the prey. Yes. When you own this asset. Yes. Everybody's after you. Everybody's after you. I want I want what MG has. I just don't want to do the work. I don't want to work this hard. Mm. I just want the stuff. I just want the the fruits of the labor. I don't want to do the labor. You out here <laughs> grinding. We see you. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You become the hunter, and that's a fact. Everybody wants something, and you got to protect your assets. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, now let's talk about um, deductibles. What is a deductible? So a deductible is the part that you're responsible for in a home insurance policy. So think your car insurance policy. People carry the $500 deductible or $1,000 deductible. You get an offender bender. It's your fault. The shop is going to repair the car. First $500 is yours. The insurance company will pay $9,500, whatever. Home insurance conceptually is the same thing. You sustain $10,000, $20,000 to your house. The insurance is going to pay everything minus the deductible. The only difference is you never actually come out of your pocket and give anything to anyone. You just get reimbursed minus your deductible. So that's a very good thing because when it comes to home insurance, if people are looking to cut costs and save money, you can carry a higher deductible with the understanding that maybe I don't get all of my furniture back. Maybe I'll do without that living room set until I feel like buying it again. Mm, so the higher the, the higher the deductible is the lower the actual annual premium would be, hence your lower monthly payment Absolutely. for the insurance. Now, what about inclusions? Like, what are some inclusions that, are, that we need to know about? So there's a lot of things that's automatically included in home insurance, um, and we could talk about everything. So the personal property, those things are included. Anything inside the house attached to the house is included. Hopefully you want a policy that has off-premises theft included. So if you're away from the house and you get robbed, you're on vacation, you should have 10% off-premises theft. So those are things that are included. And there's some things that are included that have a limited amount of coverage. For example, if you're a person that likes a lot of jewelry, 
Jewelry is included, but it's limited amount of coverage. It might be $1,000 per item. So if you're a person like me that doesn't really flash, you're okay. But if you're out here shining, blinging, Rolex, gold chain, the big rings, that's something that you want to be in a conversation about. Is this properly covered? Because if not, it's just limited. Cash is limited to a couple of hundred dollars. So that money under the mattress you talk about a lot, mm-hmm. $200. $200, that's it. That's the cap. The rollie's not included. Rollie's not included. You get that <laughs> separately from your insurance co- company, or you can check out jewelersmutual.com. Jewelers Mutual, not my company, but you can get an estimate of what does it cost to insure your jewelry. So God forbid that rollie goes south. You want it back. Absolutely. 100,000%. Yes. Now, what about flood insurance, right? We hear, we hear uh, a lot about flood insurance. Um, is this a separate policy? Flood insurance is always a separate policy. So you asked about what's included. Mm-hmm. Two things are never included. One of them is flood insurance. Flood insurance is never included in anyone's basic home insurance policy. That's not company exclusive. That's not Allstate, State Farm, Geico, whoever. It's just not there. So... Um, Flood insurance is bought primarily through the government program, National Flood Insurance Program. There are a few private carriers. What's interesting about flood insurance is that the amount of coverage you can buy is limited to $250,000 a dwelling and $100,000 for content. Mm. So, rightfully, when you think about the real estate conversations you've been in with the rising market, how much can you rebuild for $250,000? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. But... 250 beats nothing. Agreed. So we're 10 years removed from Hurricane Sandy. We're filming this on Long Island. Um, and some people in the peninsula in the Rockaways and Queens, South Forks of Long Island, they still haven't had this stuff repaired. But if they had that 250, it would have helped. It would have beat a blank. Absolutely. I mean, Sandy, you know, was, was so damaging here on the island. It was absolutely insane. Um, thank God, you know, I, I was good during Sandy, but it was definitely flooded, you know, pretty much everywhere. So flood insurance, especially out here, um, d- depending on where you are, you got you get hit with it. And sometimes that bill is not 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 pretty at all. It's not dead. If I could deviate for one second, it used to be where you are. We used to say the Rockaways and the South Shore. But now you look at last year, really my motivation for writing the book was Hurricane Ida mm-hmm. in September of 21 because that hit the middle of Queens. You're not looking for a flood in Jamaica, Middle Village. That's in the middle. That's far away from the water. But the city sewer system gave out. People got buried by it. And um, as a result, nobody really had it. Nobody really had it. And it doesn't cost much for the rent to the homeowner. It's a few hundred dollars. So that was my motivation to educate people to say, you know what? Ask your company for a price. You decide whether you want to spend 300 or 500 bucks. Not my job to spend your money. Yeah, but it might be worth it. Of course. Especially of with course. The, the climate changes and everything that's happening. You want to protect yourself at all costs. But most people look at insurance as a scam. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you have to say to that with that people who say insurance is a scam? It's not their fault. Uh, people have been bamboozled. I would say there's a multi-billion dollar company, one that leads the way. I've never say anything uh, disparaging about my competition that has led a campaign to make people think the only thing that matters about insurance is that it's cheap. That's a mistake. I'm not from a wealthy community. I'm straight out of Wyandanche, New York, most economically disadvantaged community in Suffolk County. Look it up. Don't take my word for it. But everybody I know, everybody I grew up with, we want nice things. We want to live in nice neighborhoods. We want to drive nice cars. When people come to your realtors that are watching the show, they're looking for houses. 
They don't come and say, hey, MG, can you get me in the worst house in the worst neighborhood just so I can say I have a house? No. Yeah. Everybody's trying to come up. Absolutely. Ditto, when you come up, you want to make sure that your insurance is up so you can stay. That's the thing with insurance. It helps you to stay. The hustle to get the home is one thing, but I've never been about giving anything back that I've got. Never. Nah, never. Never. It's too yeah. hard to get. It's too hard to get. Protect your assets at all costs. At all costs. Yeah, I agree with that. Even though it, it sucks paying these monthly bills on your cars and your homes and jewelry and everything like that, but it's there when you need it. That's what right? separates the, the, the wealthy, the wealthy invest in insurance because they want to keep it and they want to pass it on to future generations. We see it as a burden. Mm -hmm. I tell people it's a blessing that you can afford it. So buy as much as you can afford. If you can't afford it, don't stretch yourself. Don't stretch yourself. Yeah. Wait until you can, but get insurance from, from a company that has a couple of things. So if you want to drop some gems, I'll drop some right now. Get insurance from a company where you can talk to a person that you can call back if you have questions. Mm. If they can't give you a phone number or an email address that they can talk back to you, that's a problem. If they can't answer the most basic question that MG just asked me, what are you not covered for? That's a problem. So you want to talk to somebody, preferably a local agent, wherever you are. A local agent has certain expertise. There's agents in Florida, which we'll talk about later, that know everything about Fort Myers. They can prepare you for that. There's agents in Buffalo, New York, that can prepare you for um, the lake effect snow that just happened the other day. So you want to talk to a local agent because that local agent is an expert. Give us three tips, Kevin, three tips. I'm a pro I'm buying my primary residence and I'm trying to get the best insurance quote or policy that's out there. Give us three tips that can help our home buyers to get a great insurance policy. Beautiful. Three tips. Number one, do your research, go to Google. It's 2022. Everything's on Google. Number two, talk to your current car insurance company because if you bundle and save, it's less expensive. Number three, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. And the number one question is, does this policy come with an annual review? Sometimes when you close on a house, funds are tight. So you need to start with a basic policy. But you need the conversation about the Rolex. Can I insure it later? Yes. Can I call you later? Will you call me and give me an annual review? So I would say of them all, the annual review is the most important thing. If I can add to it, Matt, the one thing that frustrates me is if you ask people who their home insurance is with, they have no idea. Mm. If there's a fire at 11 o'clock tonight, they don't know who to call. You know who they think have it? The bank. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The bank. The bank. Yeah. the bank has the policy, no? Yeah. The bank pays the policy, but it's yours. It's your choice. So if I can add another jewel, if there's any existing homeowner out there that doesn't know the name of their home insurance company, that doesn't have their agent or the company name saved to their phone, go to www.mycoverageinfo.com, www.mycoverageinfo.com. Get a copy of your deck page. They'll only ask you for three pieces of information, your last name, your loan number, and your zip code. <coughs> Excuse me. And they'll give you a copy of your deck page, and you'll know where you're at. Mm, interesting. I never knew that. So let's transition from these home buyers, right? Let's go into investors. Ooh. Let's talk about what type of insurance policies are available for real estate investors. Everything. Investors, again, need a local insurance agent. Not me. I'm not everything for everybody. They just need a policy that covers the investment. So in your book, House Economics, 
you talk about the one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one strategy. Mm-hmm. If I'm buying that home as an investment and I don't live there, home insurance by definition is the homeowner lives in the home. Correct. If I'm at that place in the investment world where all four units are occupied by someone else, I need a landlord's policy. Why is that important? God forbid if a covered peril happens, hurricane, fire, smoke damage, everybody has to move out. When you have a landlord's policy, it includes loss of use, loss of use. I can't get two G's from you. I can't get two G's from you. I can't get two G's from you. The insurance company will pay that. Mm. Now, here's the mistake. The landlord's policy is going to cost about $200 more per year than our home insurance. People save $200 but risk $6,000 a month, for example. So that's a mistake that people make. They look at the short money instead of the long money. No, it's a long game. If you're in this for real, if you're in this for the long run, if you really are trying to build wealth, think of your insurance policy as a part of your wealth accumulation strategy, not as a burden. Know what's going to happen. The other part is if you have a home insurance policy, and there's a claim, and it turns out it was a rental policy, that insurance company has every right to deny that claim completely because you gave them false information. Mm. So wait a minute. So let's rewind this because I don't. I want to make sure this didn't go over nobody's head. So you're saying from, as from a, a investor standpoint, we can get an insurance that if my tenants don't pay, the insurance company will pay. Only if the insurance, the house can't be occupied because of a covered peril, because okay. there's a fire. Okay. Because there's uh, water damage, because um, Buffalo got six and a half feet of snow. Some roofs are going to collapse, but people can't stay there. They're going to be out for six months. The insurance company will pay under that situation, not the situation we just went through where people couldn't pay their rent because of economic reasons. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Now, since we're talking about investors, let's talk about the tenants. Renters insurance yes. policies, right? Because we want to make sure that we cover all bases here. Um, how how easy is it or how hard is it to get renters insurance? And what are the benefits for the landlord to make sure that their tenants have renters insurance? My favorite subject. Number one, landlords. I know you're out here hustling, trying to come up, and you're just getting started. Your tenant thinks that you're independently wealthy. Your tenant thinks if there's a fire or water damage in the house that you're going to reach in your deep pockets and you're going to rebuy my furniture, my clothes, my TV, my electronics. No. It should be in your lease that all tenants are required to carry renter's insurance. It's very affordable. They can get $25,000 of insurance for as little as $15 per month. So when you talk about rents being on average a month in this area, if you have a tenant that's unwilling or unable to pay $200 for renter's insurance a year, that's not a good arrangement for you. And you're going to get stuck with that responsibility, and you're going to feel bad. From the tenant's perspective, not only do you get your things back, most importantly, you get additional living expenses. What does that mean? That means, God forbid, if there's a covered peril and you can't live there, for only $200 a year, the insurance company will put you up in a hotel for up to a year or up to a certain dollar figure, depending on who you get the policy from. What are the best companies to get your renter's insurance policy from? A company with a local agent that can explain it to you. Mm. A local agent. 
So that's, uh, I would say, a local agent is everything. It could be a captive agent like me. It could be an independent agent. But someone that knows that geographic area that's going to say, Matt, you're new to Florida. You're new to Georgia. This happens here. You should be prepared for this. Someone who knows the lay of the land. They know the lay of the land. They know what comes up there. I've been doing this forever, but if I was to open an agency in New Orleans or Alabama, I don't understand what happens to the lake. They haven't lived there. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. So someone local. That's the most important thing. It's not cheap. There's cheap companies coming. I won't give them any publicity, but they're there. <laughs> you can buy it online. And um, people come to the local agent after they've had a bad experience with them. Okay. That makes sense. A local agent. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about policies for builders and people who are doing rehabs. What policies, what are the best policies out there for those folks? So when you start to rehab, builders risk, knock house down, build it back up, add on to it. Include your insurance company in the conversation. Mm-hmm. From the builder standpoint, you can have eighty dollars to $100,000 worth of material outside. You want to protect that. People are looking for copper and various things to get a little pocket money. So when you make these moves, in addition to handling the financial side, handle the insurance side as well by talking to your local agent or your insurance company and ask them, this is what I'm doing. Do I have enough coverage now? Do I need to change or alter my policy at all based on what I'm working on? Mm. Now, does this cover, does these policies cover if someone gets hurt while working? Absolutely. Absolutely. So work is comp. Work is comp. Work is comp automatically included on all home insurance policy for occasional labor. Once in a while, I come to paint something um, covered. But if you have someone working in your house, a nanny, someone doing a job, they should only work with licensed contractors that can pay for that. Because if not, you hire someone unlicensed, that unlicensed worker falls from the roof, they're going to sue you. So this is why you want licensed, legitimate contractors. Mm. Licensed, legitimate contractors. With their own insurance Big that key. they show you. <laughs> Big key. <laughs> licensed contractors. Show me the policy. Um, if contractors want to work with the city or hotels or buildings, or we talked about insurance recently for getting access to a certain level, they won't let you in without insurance. So homeowners should be the same way. This is your asset. This is your 300000 This is your half a million. This is your only million dollars. Protect it. Protect it at all costs. So you get this, you know, insurance. You're building. You're rehabbing. Is this expensive? It's less expensive than losing it. Good good answer. It's pennies on a dollar. All <laughs> it's less expensive is, than losing it. I like that. All insurance that. is pennies on a dollar. Uh-huh. So let's say you're doing a $200,000 rehab. It's not crazy, right? If the policy costs $2,000 a year, you're paying a penny per dollar. That's at risk. I would pay it. Makes both sense and sense to me. Yeah. And if you don't, then it might not be time to do it. <laughs> it might not be time to do if it. you don't have the whole thing. You yeah, know, if you can't afford it, then, then don't, don't do, do it. it. Just chill. It'll be okay. <laughs> the house is probably nice already. It's probably nice. It's probably nice. It's probably nice. I'm sure it is. I'm sure. I'm sure. I like that. I've been out here for a while as a renter. I've owned a home in Chicago. I've owned a home here now. Both homes built from the ground. And we've always waited. My wife and I, we were married young, and we've always done one project at a time that we could afford. 
That's a very good key, right? <laughs> Don't bite off more than you can chew. No. It's no it's no reason to try to keep up with the Joneses. No. I no. Th- yeah, you gotta be you gotta be it's affordability it is matters. is key. It matters. It definitely matters. You wanna yeah. have a good life. Yeah. So since we're talking about that, let's transition into this, right? So we spoke about insurance for homeowners, investors, renters, builders, rehabbers. You said something earlier. You said insurance has to be a part of your wealth accumulation plan, Mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about generational wealth. Let's talk about mortgage um, protection insurance. What is it and how does it work? Okay, mortgage protection insurance is everything. So... uh, Shout out to Lindsay and uh, shout out to Lindsay, Lindsay, Miss Camille Davis, all the people that do life insurance every day. I've done it for a long time, but this is their specialty. So talk to them. Mm-hmm. Your home insurance policy does not include any coverage to pay off your mortgage. God forbid if something happens to you, your spouse, your significant other, whoever you bought the house with. So you want to talk to a life insurance professional a local life insurance professional that can help you with that coverage. And the mortgage protection, you should be enough invested. And that goes even for investors. If you and I bought property together, 500000 250 on me, 250 on you. So God forbid if something happens, we can still pay off the mortgage. Now, and this is what type of insurance policy is this? Well, it depends. Um, you can go with um, a basic term policy. That's the length of the loan. That's the least expensive one. Or you can go with a permanent life policy, a whole life or a universal life policy that also accumulates cash value that serves other purposes. So I always say let your cash flow dictate that decision. But I'll defer that recommendation to the local agent that you work with in your cash flow because there's other benefits and purposes that can serve. So it's essentially you get a term. So when you get your mortgage, mm-hmm. when you buy your house, you get your, yourself a term insurance policy to kind of so if you got a 30-year mortgage 30-year term you get a 30-year term so anything happens to you or anyone in the house at that point if you have them policies on them too you can dictate you can have that paid out that mortgage protection insurance paid out to your trust Mm -hmm. also absolutely shout out to sabine she did my trust yeah she did my trust too shout out to sabine (laughs) sabine's the goat with the trust over here (laughs) she get everybody right yes i love it but so essentially that's all you're doing is you're having a separate policy a separate term policy that's dedicated to paying off the mortgage to make sure everyone is that you can stay you know because we've seen that we've seen people have houses for 50 60 years and a parent or both parents pass away, and six months later, the house is gone. Yeah. I've lived that. I've seen it a lot. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, I've seen it too many times where somebody passed away, and no one knows nothing about real estate, and they just say, you know, we're going to sell this. Yeah. Or they lose it. Right, right. You know, Life insurance just... buys you time. It gives you money to negotiate with, so... You only have to deal with it a little at a time. I've delivered millions of dollars of life insurance in my time, and the most important thing it buys for widows, widowers, and children is time. And I tell people the same thing. Just pay this month's bills. Don't pay up the mortgage. Just pay this month's bills. A lot comes at you. Wait a minute. Then see what next month brings. Yeah. Then it'll come to you. Yeah, go through your process first. That's it. And then you figure it out a month, two months down the road. Get the emotions out. 
And now decide. And then you can decide exactly if you want to pay off the house or do whatever it is that you want to right. do with it. Make a move, go back to your family, whatever that is. Yeah, that's good advice because when you're emotional, you don't want to make big lifetime decisions like that. You no. want you want to kind of chill the hell out. Yes. And um, relax a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, you're giving a lot of information so far in a short period of time. We like to keep these interviews like quick and short to the point, but Jordana will kill me. If I did not talk about this, you know, super, y'all know who a super producer is, y'all, right? She would kill me, okay? She's here, she's here too. You just can't see it. We ain't got the Jordana cam on today, and she's rolling her eyes at me as we speak, right? <laughs> Let's talk about Florida, okay? okay? What the hell is going on in Florida and these insurance policies? We need to know what the hell is going on here. So first thing I understand about Florida is that the Earth is two thirds water and one third land. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole lot of water around Florida. And that water comes on the land whenever it wants to come on it. It does whatever it wants to do. And for from an insurance company standpoint, first, let's go with the customer first, the homeowner there. When you're buying house insurance in Florida, you're going to pay twice what you pay anywhere else in the country. So people ask me, Kev, what does home insurance cost? About a dollar per square foot. In Florida, it's going to be 2 to $3 per square foot. So a basic... $1,500 square foot house is going to be about $5,000 in Florida. Mm-hmm. Why? Because those things come. We've seen it. We saw the news. We saw the houses. We saw the Lambos. We saw the people pass away. What didn't get a lot of publicity is that five major insurance companies went bankrupt in Florida. Bankrupt. Couldn't pay the bank. Couldn't pay the bank. We're also watching the government step in and intervene trying to come up with something. Never good. Never good. Never good. Never good. They say in Florida, the average home um, insurance rises about 9% annually. Florida is about 33%. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's going to create a lot of issues and probably potential foreclosures on people. Yeah, it definitely does because it becomes a part of your cash flow. But there's not enough companies in Florida. Mm. No insurance company wants more than 12 to 15% of the market. Nobody wants to be a pig. I should insure some. You should insure some. Jordana, when you have too much, when Ian hits, everybody's coming to, to your company. Yeah. Everybody you got a claim. Everybody got a claim. And you got to have the money. You got to have the money. It's everybody hitting at the same time in Atlantic City or Vegas. <laughs> everybody's coming up all sevens at the same time. The casino owner's going to run. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing in Florida that's right now. That's what you're seeing in Florida. You can't charge enough for the amount of risk that you face. Damn. Too much risk. But people love Florida. People love the sunshine. People love Florida's great, especially in December when it's yes. break when yes. it's break up yes. here. Like I don't want to step foot in New York. I don't even want to be here. I want to head straight to Miami. You and me both. My wife wants a secondary house in Florida. We'll see. But but you're going to pay the cost to be the boss. That's part of it. If you're going to be out there, they said on average, I think the insurance is like $4,000 a year. Yeah, it's a big number. That's crazy. That's so 400 on top of the mortgage. That's a lot of money, for, lot of money. for a lot of people. That's... So do you ever see this crisis in Florida, this insurance crisis in Florida, ever getting some sort of resolution? That's above my pay grade. I can't call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it gets better. Uh, I'm in a lot of conversations. I sit in a lot of rooms, but I don't know the answer in Florida. Florida's just a mess right now when it comes to insurance. It is. Yeah, there's some places that's just hard, places we want to live. We want to live in Cali. It's beautiful, but it has wildfires and earthquakes. Florida has problems. New York has problems. Really, the whole coast has problems. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
I'm done with the Florida conversation. Let's talk about this before we let you go, because I know you're a busy man, and we've been talking about we have been having this great conversation uh, for some time. But I want to talk about because you own. You said in the very beginning in your intro, you own your franchise. Fifteen years. How does someone own a franchise of an Allstate? That's a great question. So, first, one of the things you emphasize all the time is get a license. Mm-hmm. Get a license and get in this business. So, real estate, mortgage, and insurance is a trifecta. Both real estate and mortgages are sexier than insurance because up front, you do something, life is good. Insurance is slow and steady. Slow and steady. So, people that want to own a franchise, <coughs> excuse me, if you're a business person already, if you can come to the table with some money, you can buy a franchise. Franchises sell like any other business, a pizzeria, a deli, an apartment building, certain multiples of the annual revenue. Mm. You come to the table with the revenue, you buy it. If that's someone's three-year, five-year plan, start by getting a license. How do you get a license? Go to any online school. Invest two to $500 in yourself. AD Banker, examfx.com get get a license after you get a license anybody will hire you and learn the business pay your dues mg and i wasn't always here we met no. each other in rooms paying our dues absolutely you got to pay your dues so you start at the bottom and over time you can come up and get a mentor and then once so you get your license you pay your dues then what are the qualifications that you need in terms of now getting this franchise okay so money mm-hmm. license experience preferably some other management or business ownership experience don't have to be an insurance because once you have an agency you can have people do the day-to-day work mm-hmm. for you you just have to be the leader how am i going to feed my team so i have a staff of 11 people that's my family when i'm out here networking speaking i'm hustling to feed my family yeah so realtors, lenders, accountants, they know how to do that. You do it, but it's just a different flow, a different stream of income that keeps coming. Insurance is also an older industry. You have a lot of gray beards that are aging out. So for this young audience that listens to rants and gyms, this is an incredible opportunity, especially if you have someone in the family on the lending and real estate side, because the best thing you can do from a business standpoint is network with them. Good tips. Good tips, and I agree with that. Look, I tell people all the time, get licensed. The quickest way into to the business is just get licensed, and then you'll learn. And I think you build, and what I like about the insurance business is residual. That's you you start you start writing those those accounts. As long as they renew, mm-hmm. you're getting paid every renewal period. So you be in the game three, four, five years, you'll start learning that all that residual income coming in if you do right by your customers and they stay with you. Treat right. Well. So so I think that's a, a, a home run. Yeah. You know, I like the insurance business. I think it's a good option, especially for our people. We need Definitely. more we, we need, need more of more of us in this field. Desperately, Matt. Right now, um I heard LeBron James say it. Right now I am him in the mm. insurance industry. Mm. And I hope somebody jumps in the comments and disagree and say no, Kev, me too. Please jump in. I need to meet you. Yeah. I don't care what company you're with. I need to meet you. I want to share with you. 
everything I've done, everything I've done well, every mistake I've ever made, I want to be pushed out. And we got some young guns coming, yeah. but we need a lot more because yeah. we need representation. Yeah, we buy houses, we buy cars, we Absolutely. start businesses. Absolutely. Everybody that's in your audience that's coming into this world is going to need insurance. Absolutely. Why not talk to somebody you're comfortable with? Somebody look exactly like you. Doesn't hurt. Look, there you have it, y'all. Kev, tell me how to find you. You can find me on IG at Kevin Span underscore insurance guru. IG, Kevin Span underscore insurance guru. Once you get there, you'll see my link tree. You'll see everything that I'm up to. Please link with me. I'll answer any questions you have about insurance. But most importantly, if you want to get into this business, I have some things coming just to mentor people and teach you how to get in this business, how to get a license all the way through to becoming an agency owner. I look forward to hearing from you. Peace. There you have it, y'all. So look, tap in with my guy, Kev. Great episode. Hope you had a pen and pad. If not, rewind. Watch it again, especially if you're looking to buy your first home, buy an investment property, or even do a rehab or construction. There was a lot of information here that can help you insure your assets properly. All right? Drop some gems in the comment for my guy, Kev. Again, this is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, but better known as MG The Mortgage Guy. Peace. Good stuff. Good stuff.